about it. Praise God. All right. Well, are you ready today? I hope you are. Okay, the title of this message is Prepared for Suddenly. Now, as we were singing some songs, there's a couple of things that God gave me. And in preparing for suddenly, the first thing we're going to have to do is we've got to renew our minds to the way we think. And, and we sang this song, if God is for us, who and what can stand against us? Now, if you stay just right there on that scripture verse and you renew your mind to just that, you're going to go a long way. Because I'm going to tell you something that I believe we as Christians have done. We've made the enemy, the world, and circumstances way bigger than we have made God. All right? There's, th there's things that are happening in the world, and there's things that are happening in this region. You don't believe me? Turn on the news. My question is, why would you turn on the news? <laughs> I don't need to see what's going on in the world. What I need to do is get in my word. I need to get before the God and say, God, what are you doing today? What do you need me to do today? And be prepared for God's suddenlies. We need to be prepared for suddenlies because I believe we're in a season. They're coming. The suddenlies are coming. They're going to continue to come. But we've got to be prepared for them. All right? He's on the move today. Are you ready to move when he moves? Do you know, a couple of you are, <laughs> do you know that, believe it or not, you can talk yourself right out of moving when God moves? You can. I do it all the time. All right, because sometimes it doesn't look like it's going to be easy. Are you prepared for God suddenly in your life? See, many times, here's, here's the thing, many times we do not expect God to move or we are shocked when he does. Wait, that really happened? What? I can't believe it. Well, what have you been praying for? Then what do you mean I can't believe that it happened? You know, we need to start embracing and expecting God to move. Let me give you an expectation. We just prayed for James with this anaphylactic shock, right? We just got a text message. He's out of the hospital absolutely fine. What did you expect? I expected him to, to not be able to breathe and die. Well, then don't get around me because you got the wrong expectation. I've got to expect what God says. Now, do we get our, do our expectations maybe sometimes not get met or do we get disappointed? Yes, but that does not make the word of God any less real or true. But see, if we start expecting what the Bible says, we start renewing our mind. And even when difficult times come, guess what? You can still have peace. You can have, still have joy. You can still have courage. You can have, still have strength. And you can still keep walking. But are you ready for God suddenly? I mean, what if suddenly 50 people showed up at this church next Sunday that had four or five kids each? Yeah, we're saying, woo! The pastor's saying, my God in heaven, do we have enough Sunday school teachers? How are we going to speak? Are you ready? Is this congregation ready for a suddenly of God? Oh, you best be ready because it's a coming, sister and brother. I got to tell you, I had a cup of coffee today. Half of it was caffeinated, so who knows what's going to happen. I was feeling a little sluggish this morning, so I took a little shot, you know, and I'm like, uh-oh. Congregation in trouble today, pastors on caffeine, and we all know that doesn't turn out good. 
See, we need to change our expectations. Most of us, Christians included, you know what we expect? The absolute worst. The absolute worst. We walk around, some of us don't, but a lot of us walk around with, oh, when's the other shoe going to drop? Things are going too good. Something bad's got to happen. I'm like, you know what? If things are going too good, great. Let's take too good until if something happens, guess what? God's still going to have us suddenly that's going to deliver us. We can walk through it. So quit walking around with, oh, what was me? Things are good. When's it going to happen? You know, because I know how this works because the enemy works on my mind too. You know, things are going good here. And immediately he says, yeah, well, guess when the church split's coming? It never. It's not happening. Now, people may get disgruntled and leave. That, that happens all the time, you know, because not everybody likes me. I don't understand it. But. <laughs> See, or, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you how silly things are. Um, this was a number of years ago. We were traveling and preaching. I was at this church, and, and there was a huge upheaval in the church. And I was talking to the pastor, I said, well, what's going on? He says, well, you know, there's kind of an older church, a little dilapidated, so a few gals got together and they painted the trim in the church. And then a few other gals in the church didn't like the color. So they're just about on the verge of a church split. Because who gave you the authority to paint that color? People are dying and going to hell and you're worrying about the trim. Whew. Anyway, we'll get off of that for a minute. See, most of the time we're not prepared because we're not expecting it. We need to be ready not only for the blessing of God, but the demand that that blessing brings. Okay? <clears throat> Tiffany and Cyril just had a baby. Found out you're pregnant. Boom. Instantly. Man, that's a blessing. Very excited. But there is a demand that comes with that blessing. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got a child in this world that you need to care for, take care of, sow into, all these things. And it's no difference when God suddenly shows up. We're gonna, the blessings are going to be poured out, but there is a, a, a demand or a responsibility that's put on our lives with that. See, if God's for us, who can stand against us? See, I believe we're going to see more of God's suddenlies now and in the future, and even in the midst of your difficulties. Are you looking for God's suddenlies, or are we so focused on how bad things are, we miss God? Sometimes, because listen, I know what I'm talking about. Have you ever had, you probably, I'm the only one. Have you ever had one of those grr days? You wake up in the morning and you just grr. I'm grr. And I think everybody around me ought to be grr too. I'm going to get up and my wife's happy. I'm going to make sure I do something, make her unhappy so she can be grr today too. I'm going to, my, my kids, I'm going to. Them. And when I go to work, that one that, you know, that one that I'm going to make sure that they gur. But then when I come into somebody and they're like gur, and I'm like, what's their problem? Yeah. Yeah. What is your expectation? When I'm in that frame of mind, I'm not looking for God to move. I'm not sure I even want God to move. I don't want to be in this mood. But yet at the same time, when God says do this, and God don't talk to me right now because I don't want to hear anything you got to say. I'm probably the only one here that believes or thinks that sometimes. But there's those grr days, you know, like, you know, God, I'm upset about whatever, so don't try to tell me to do anything different because I like the mood I'm in. I'm going to stay in the mood I'm in, and that's what I'm going to do. How does that work out for you? Not so good. Not so good. Then you spend time repenting and all this and that. You know. so, so, again, 
I, I want to read something to you, and I've read this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of times. But all of a sudden, I had one of those ding moments. Aha. In Acts 16, verse 25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Suddenly, in the middle of whatever, here comes a suddenly. Now watch what happens. The prison was shaken. All at once, the prison doors flew open, all of them. And look at what it says. And everyone's chains came loose. Not just Paul and Silas's. Everyone's. When God suddenly starts happening in our lives, I believe that the people around us that we can influence, there's going to be freedom and there's going to be deliverance and shackles are going to fall off of them too and they're going to come to find Jesus. Because of the suddenlies in our life. Because, I mean, that's what happened. Is everyone's chains came loose. Everybody's. Wouldn't that be cool? Everybody around us, all of a sudden, man, healing is coming and deliverance is coming and freedom is coming because we're prepared for God's suddenlies and, and we're in the middle of his suddenlies, man. People, we're going to bless people around us as a byproduct. See, when God's suddenlies happens, chains are broken, people are free, bondages are gone, his favor is poured out. So we need to be expecting. Now, does that mean that tribulation and persecution aren't going to come? No, we can guarantee that's coming. But in the middle of that, we can still look for God suddenly. What is our mindset? What is our, we got to renew our mind because how many people look for the persecution? I know it's coming. Where is it? You know what? Live in the freedom God's given you right now. Yeah. And when it comes, expect God to help you through that. What are we looking for? See, I believe that the Lord's going to pour out upon us and it's going to cause others around us to get free. But what are we going to have to do? First and foremost, we're going to have to get our relationship with Christ really right and in tune and keep our hearts right. Psalm 62.8 says, Trust in Him at all times. Not sometimes. Not when things are going good. Not when things are going bad. Or man, all of a sudden, you know, you walk in and you're eating lunch at a restaurant or somebody, and all of a sudden you go up to pay, and somebody says, Hey, somebody already paid that for you. Woo! Woo! I'm gonna praise God at all times. I'm trusting you, God. I trusted you, God. But but then all of a sudden, you know, you get an extra bill in the mail. Oh my God, you have forsaken me. Where are you, God, in my tribulation? Trust in Him at all times. Good times, bad times, light times, dark times. This is where our fight is. And our fight is, do you trust and can you believe for God suddenly even in the middle of the darkness? Now, once in a while, at night when I get cold and my wife hasn't gotten my warm blankie set for me and I'm feeling a little bit down and it's dark, I turn on a nightlight. And you know what? Like kids, for whatever reason, well, there's a lot of reasons, but I won't get into all that. They get afraid at night. But when they turn on the nightlight, all of a sudden peace and comfort comes. Guess what? Let the light come in the middle of the darkness and peace will be there with you. Strength will be there with you. But are you prepared for his suddenlies? Or are you just expecting the same old, same old, same old? You know, things are seasonal. God moves. Sometimes things are good. Sometimes things are tough. But God has not changed. He's the same. Today, yesterday, and forever. See, 
Malachi 3.1, the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. I believe God's moving. Webster defines suddenly as happening unexpectedly. Changing angle all at once. Marked by abruptness. Brought about in a short time. I believe that's where we're at in that season that we're coming into is, is we're going to see some suddenlies. Suddenly, things are going to happen. But I believe there's some attitudes and heart attitudes that we're going to have to be prepared for his suddenlies to be able to move with them. The first one, we've got to be tuned into God. Because if you're not tuned into God, you're going to miss it. How many, and again, remember we're going back to the Gur day. You're having a good day, and what are you focused on? You're focusing on the thing that agitated you the most. That's what you're focused on. Is there any room to hear God in the middle of that buzzing in your ear? When, I'll tell you what, when I get frustrated, I get upset, it's hard for me to hear much of anything else other than the thing that's rolling around in my head over and over and over. Well, that so-and-so and so-and-so, and and guess what I'm going to do when I see such-and-such, and and, and I'm going to do this, and and you know what? God's on my side, and God will smite them down! And and I'm not hearing very much right then. So, again, we've got to be tuned into God. He may ask you to move, or He may move suddenly when you least expect it. All of a sudden, there it is, and are you ready? Or it's like... Well, God, I'm, I'm ready for this suddenly, but, but wait a second. I've got to go this in order, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and, and I don't know if the timing is right for this or that. No. When blessings come, receive the blessings. When instruction comes, receive the instruction. Now, how do we get tuned in? You pray, and then I'm getting ready to swear in church. You might want to fast. <laughs> Woo! Fast? Listen, I know. I say the word fast, and my, my chest tightens up. And a hunger pain starts. My stomach starts growling. My, my mouth starts to get pasty and dry mouth and cotton mouth because I said the word fast. You know? I know how it is, you know? I'm going on a three-day fast. You're, you're 30 seconds into it. I feel weak. My blood sugar's going down. I can work all day without eating, no problem. But say the word fast for a spiritual reason, and all of a sudden, it's, my knees are wobbly. and God, God, you've called me to such hard things. I guess I'm probably the only one again. You've got to spend time with him. Why? Because you've got to know his voice. Matthew 3.17 says, And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You're going to have to, number two, you're going to have to differentiate between his voice and others. There's four voices that you can hear. Your own, I hear my own voice a lot. I'm pretty good at that. God, this is what Scout needs, and God, this is how Scout's going to go about getting it. Hear my own voice, pretty good. Okay? Then the other one is other people's voices, others' voices. you got to be careful with others' voices. What are they telling you? Okay? Little boy's getting rushed to the hospital, anaphylactic shock. He's going to die. Stay away from me. Um, the, the leeches spent months in the hospital with Ella. Well, even Cyril and his wife, they got a report. wasn't a good one from professionals. People of faith shouldn't be having that same report. So, you know, you're going to live and not die. The leeches didn't hear, well, oh, my goodness, I remember when, and you know what? No, what they heard is, no, the baby's going to live and not die. 
That baby's going to be normal. That baby's going to have everything that it needs. According to the word of God, we're going to stand on that. That's our expectation. The expectation is, well, here's the problem we have. Now listen, so many times we hope God will do something. But we don't expect God to do something. Now, do our expectations, maybe sometimes our, our expectations don't get met the way we think they should. But I know God and his word is still the truth. And let me tell you what. Sir and Tiffany have a healthy, healthy baby today. Regardless. And guess what happens? The minute you hear those words, what do you have to do? You have to fight. First, then, now you've got to fight the words that came against you. Then you've got to re- redo everything and say, okay, this is what the words that came against. I've got to cast those down. Then I've got to get the faith words going. And so suddenly his voice came. We've got to differentiate between our own voice, other people's voice, the enemy's voice, who many times can sound a lot like God, you know? Because a lot of times we think that I'm in a difficult situation and it's uncomfortable and there's this door open and I'm going to run through the first door that comes because it's got to be God. He's giving me a way of escape. You better know that it's God. Because, you know, just because you're having an argument with your wife doesn't mean God's calling you to another one. Or vice versa. And then the other voice is the Lord's. But if you're in prayer, and you're, you're in the Word, and you're fellowshipping with Him, you'll know His voice. Yangi Cho, who built the world's largest church, it was, it was and I mean, pastors from all over the world go and, and listen to him, and, and you know, how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you do it? It's very deep. You probably need a seminar. He said, I heard God, and I obeyed God. Bing! There you go. Built the world's largest church, hearing God, and obeying God. How many times do you talk yourself out of obeying God? Just saying. Got really quiet in this charismatic church. See, the third thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to be vigilant. That means you're going to have to be able to respond in the way God needs you to when unexpected demand comes upon us. And Because I'm, I'm talking about, are you ready for a suddenlies? Whether it's in the middle of a difficult time, God suddenly, or you're just suddenly blessed, I believe the blessings of God are getting ready to be poured out. And I also believe that judgment's coming. No, we don't like to preach that a whole lot. But let me tell you what, judgment is coming. And if, if things aren't right in your life, God's going to burn them up. And let me tell you, when he burns them up, it ain't comfortable. Be vigilant. Now, again, you're going to have to be vigilant. Think about Noah. Noah says, God, God says to Noah, build a boat. Okay. First, tell me what a boat is. Okay, and this is why I want you to make it this high, this wide, this tall. And you're going to put two of every kind in it. Huh. Okay, because it's going to rain. Yeah, I don't know what rain is, but I trust you. And 120 years later, it rained. 150 years, he was vigilant with what God had spoken to him. Talk about a suddenly, he's minding his own business, he's walking around, and suddenly God says. Most of us can't be faithful for 120 seconds. 
We got to be vigilant. What about Mary? What about Mary? Hey, the Holy Spirit says, hey, you're going to get pregnant. You're not going to know a man. It's going to be the Son of God. You're going to call him Jesus. He's going to be the deliverer of the whole world. Now go home and tell Dad. <laughs> you talk about it suddenly. Woo! Suddenly their lives get turned upside down. Philip was minding his own business. Great things were happening. An angel appears and says, I want you to go to the desert. There's nothing there. That was a suddenly that changed his life. But he's obedient. Met this, this Ethiopian. And guess what? Ethiopia today is a Christian nation, and you could trace it all the way back to that Bible time right there, and they still talk about it today. That was the time. Wow. Or you can be like Jonah and go fishing. God told Jonah to do something. He says, no, I think I don't want to do that. Well, all right then. He went on a fishing expedition inside the fish. Now, obviously, you may not have a whale or a big fish swallow you up, but I'll tell you what. Do you know who the most miserable people are on this planet? Christians that are being disobedient. You might, you probably feel like you're in the guts of a fish. It stinks. It ain't fun. There's, you know, you got stuff up to here. You know, the fish keeps eating, so it, stuff just keeps coming in. I can't even imagine. I don't want to be fish food. I mean, because, you know, I don't know. It's just the way I think. You know how you feed goldfish in a little shaker thing? I mean, it's kind of like Jonah. Kind of shook him out in the water. Got eaten up. See, what if the thing that you believe, have been believing for, comes to pass? Are you ready? Are you prepared for that suddenly? And fourth, we've got to be ready. There's going to be demands. But I believe miracles are getting ready to take place. We need to expect them to happen. And see, Matthew 9.20, And suddenly, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came behind and touched the hem of his garden. And a sudden demand on the Lord was put upon him. Now listen, Richard, a lot of you know Richard. He was in Walmart the other day, and he's at the checkout counter. And he heard this guy say, Hey, Richard! Richard, and he's looking around, he can't see the guy. The guy says, Richard! Richard turns and he sees the guys he recognized from years and years ago. And the guy's coming and talking to him, and he says, hey. Um, and so Richard asks him, he says, where are, you, where are you worshiping? Where are you going to church now? Well, you know, and they had a conversation. He said, well, we're having a men's breakfast. This was yesterday morning in Cedarville. Have this men's breakfast in Cedarville at 8 a.m., you know, and, you know, why don't you come? Richard says, I don't know if I can be there, but you should go anyway. All right? We're talking about God's son. Well, this guy showed up with his two sons. And when they said, hey, does anybody need prayer? Man, this guy came forward and just unloaded. In the middle of a Walmart, there was a suddenly. And he's prepared. And we need to have that mindset. Expect God to move. Expect God to move. Be looking for it. And then the fifth is be expected. Encounters with God will happen. Be ready and expected. And again, in Acts 9, in verse 3, this is Saul, before he got converted to Paul, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. God is going to move that suddenly, I believe it. Blessings are going to come, even in the middle of difficulties. But we need to have an expectation 
that God, you're going to do what you said you're going to do. We're going to believe it. Even if I don't feel like it, even if it doesn't look like it, even if it doesn't sound like it, we can expect God to be faithful. But listen, I'm going to say this and I'll keep saying it. But if you are off in left field with a hockey stick and you're expecting God to move on your behalf and you're outside of, good luck. Repentance would be a good thing to get back in line so God can move. There's people that, that just can't understand why God's not moving, God's, why God's not moving. Repent, because you can't bless sin. Got really, really quiet. Amen. Because here's my thing. If I see it or I know it or I sense it or whatever, I want to get rid of it because, man, I want all that God's got for me. Because it's hard enough living on this planet. We're not of the world, but we have to live in this nasty mess. But let's, let's be the ones that, again, when God suddenly moves in our lives, all the bondages around us are broken. I mean, wouldn't it be cool all of a sudden, suddenly God moves and, and people are being delivered all around you coming to Christ and, woo, they're going to come and mess up the church really good. Praise God. See, most people either have no expectation or they expect the enemy to do more than what God can do because they've made him bigger. You know, I was, I was in Cedarville. We've got, we've got a state trooper that goes to church there, and we've got the county sheriff that goes to church there. And let me how, tell you how ridiculous it sounds to think that the enemy has, is more powerful than God is. If I had a state trooper in the... In the the county sheriff sitting at my table having coffee. And a thief came into my house, sat down at my table and said, I'm going to steal everything you've got. I would laugh. You have got to be kidding me. Do you know who these people are? You will be in jail today. It's exactly the way God is. The enemy tries to come and sit down. What, are you kidding me? But God. God is bigger. He's the biggest dude on the block. And I like kicking it with the biggest dude on the block. So, you know, he, Jesus, the last I read, is at the right hand of the Father. The last I read, he's making intercession for us. So that's a pretty good place to be. So, now here's a, here's a little thing that God gave me. In Acts 2, 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Expectancy is the breeding ground for encounters. Expectancy is the breeding ground for encounters. If you don't expect anything, you may not get anything. Now, I remember when I was a little kid, man, at Christmas time, I'd get out of bed. I had complete faith. And expectancy that when I got out there, man, there was going to be there was there was going to be presence under that tree with my name on it. I, there was no doubt in my mind. I didn't sleep the night before because I knew there was something under that tree for me. I had an expectation. We need to have that same expectation in Christ. Same expectation. I, I can't sleep because man, God's going to do something really good tomorrow. Even when I'm having a good day, God is going to do something big today. That's my expectation. The enemy tries to steal that. 
kill that or destroy that. In many different ways, through people, through tiredness, through fatigue. I find, and this is me personally in my life, when I get physically tired and run down, spiritually I get attacked harder and it's, and it's, and it's harder for me. Maybe, and that's, maybe you've got your own things. So what are these five kind of things? And, and there's really, it's not a list, it's just some attitudes and some things to consider. Be tuned into God. Differentiate between whose voice you're listening to or hearing. Be vigilant, be ready, have an expectation. Even in the midst of it, in Matthew 8, 24, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so the boat was covered with waves. Jesus is sleeping. See, sudden, sometimes we have suddenlies that come upon us that aren't necessarily blessings, but they're trials or tribulations, and we get so overwhelmed of the chaos they bring. But again, if Jesus is in the boat, if Jesus is with you, You've got the scriptures. Stand on it. This is where we need to pray one for another. Because when I'm struggling, I need somebody to pray for me. How many of you ever been in a position where you're just man, you're struggling and just somebody just says, hey, praying for you. I believe in you. I'm praying with you. You know? Or all of a sudden groceries show up in your doorstep. And I remember it happened to us once in our life. And I just stood on the doorstep and I wept. Two reasons. One, because I was, I was kind of ashamed to be in a position that I needed him. Then I wept because, my God, somebody cared enough to know that we needed him and we really needed him. And praise God. Don't be too prideful to receive from God, no matter what state you're in. Because if somebody's trying to bless you and you say, oh, no, 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 no. You're robbing a blessing from not only yourself, but that person as well. See, the Bible says... God's going to raise up a standard. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Doesn't say, doesn't say might not. It says shall not. So I'm saying, God, now this is the dangerous prayer. Help me be a standard. But no, attacks are going to come. But again, if I'm sitting with the, the state trooper and the sheriff, what are you going to do? What you, you know, it's almost like, yeah, state trooper, sheriff, what you going to do? That's the, that's the attitude we need to have the enemy, but we've made the enemy so big, it's almost we're afraid. We're afraid. You know, we're, boy, I, I don't want, if the enemy ever finds out, yeah, you're going to get attacked. Okay. God's bigger. He's bigger. He is. And there's all kinds of people that have testimonies in here. Things they're up against, they just keep... Listen, you may have a very tough, difficult season, but there's going to be another season come. Just don't quit. I've read the end of the book. We win. We win. We win. See, when the gates of hell shall not prevail, unexpected demands come, make sure Jesus is in the boat. Sometimes when the tempest arrives, are we prepared for that suddenly? Are we prepared? And... In this whole thing, be prepared for the suddenlies. I believe that we're going to see, we're seeing, we're going to see breakthroughs. I'm not, we're going to see. I am seeing breakthroughs in people's lives right now. I'm seeing them. But so people are so busy, you know, we're looking for revival, we're looking for revival. Folks, revival is taking place right now. You just don't, you just don't, it's not coming the way you think it's going to come. It's not going to be all of a sudden a big bang and there's 4,000 people in this church. No, but I'm seeing in people's lives all of a sudden the, the light's coming on. Wait a second. 
and, and people's lives where they were in bondage before, they're getting in freedom. And things that were holding them back, they're overcoming. That is revival. And God is on the move. And we need to be ready for His suddenlies, not only to be moved, but to be used. I don't know about you, that kind of gets me excited. And so we need to be prepared. Are you? Again, if 50 families showed up and, and we'll just say 2.5 kids, that's 50 families, and that 75 kids showed up, are we ready for that suddenly? We need to get ready. And I know some of you that have been you know, doing some stuff and working, guess what? We're just going to have to work more. God doesn't have a retirement plan. No, there's lots of benefits, but there's no retirement. Uh-uh. Just keep on trugging along. God will move you here and maybe put you there and do this, do that. But you just keep on trucking and, and believe in God and trust in God and be prepared and expect His suddenlies. Amen? Well, let's pray. Father, we thank You so much. And help us to have a, a heart of expectation and make You, put You in the rightful place that You are, the head of all, the most powerful of all. Lord, that, that through you all things are possible. And Lord, we thank you that, that our suddenlies, even though the suddenlies come upon us, we're going to see many people made free through, through you using us. And Father, I thank you that we'll just continue to believe what your word says, even in the difficult times, even in the struggles. Lord, just as Paul and Silas, they were worshiping. And all of a sudden, suddenly, the jail cells flung open. All of the chains fell off. And there was freedom. And so I thank you, Lord. We want to see your power manifest in this region. And we just give you praise and glory and honor. Help us have an expectation. Lord, without fear, without doubt, help us. Strengthen us. In Jesus' powerful name, amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Jeremy Horn next Sunday. I know we got some graduation Sundays going on, but Jeremy's so excited about being here. Um, God bless you guys. Go in peace. Go expecting God. Amen.